most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for week six in the NFL. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by one of the top rankers in the game, Sean Turner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Happy week six. I am very excited to talk about this thrilling Thursday night football uh, game between the uh, Washington Commanders and Chicago Bears. Can't miss TV. Uh, you know, can't wait. But how are you doing? Pretty good, man. It's uh, It's been a good year so far and uh, hoping to keep it going nice. this week. Uh, we'll see if we get the fourth Dolphins quarterback uh Man. in the game this week if uh if teddy can't go but uh we'll start it with the thursday night we'll then we'll go into the week six main slate we will build some lineups uh we'll build a lineup for fanduel build a lineup for DraftKings. and if you heard sean and i talking projections this week on the action network pod welcome back for even more good stuff if you haven't be sure to check it out over on the action network podcast channel and of course we give out a free year of action pro uh every week on this show uh, for our favorite five-star review, this week's winner is Rissa30. So uh, congratulations, Rissa30. You can hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. Again, that's podcasts at actionnetwork.com for Rissa30. If you like the show, be sure to leave us a uh, rating and review. We'll pick our favorite uh, each week to give out a free year of Action Pro. But let's jump into Thursday night. We got the Bears hosting the Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Bears are favorites by a point. The totals uh, 37 and a half. So one of the lowest totaled games of the year, if not the lowest. Uh, Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was another bear that Bears Niners game dropped because of the weather in week one to like 37 ish too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is uh, there's not much going on uh, total wise <laughs> in this one. But uh, who do you like in a captain spot? Uh, gotta go with David Montgomery here. Uh, he returned to action last week. Looked healthy. Um, led the team in both rush attempts and receptions. Um, so he is the perfect play in the captain slot here. Plus, you just mentioned this is a low total, 37 and a half, and he is certainly the best bet for a touchdown this game. Um, so that's that's even more valuable in a game where you're not expecting that many touchdowns. Uh, so there's really not that many other options outside of Dave Montgomery. He is by far the best uh, captain play here. Yeah, and it's it's just ugly because like Washington actually has been pretty good in run defense, uh, sixth mm-hmm. in DVOA. But as you mentioned, you know you can't really count on Fields throwing a ball a ton. Wentz is Wentz. He wenched again last week. Like at no point last week did you think Carson Wentz was getting that ball into the end zone oh. <laughs> on that last drive. So yeah, it's it's gonna be ugly. Uh, just Montgomery for me as well. Uh, like even you know if, in terms of a pivot, I would probably say Justin Fields just because oh yeah. he's gonna get a bunch of rushing attempts uh, as well. I think in his game, and he did have his best game as a passer last week, fifteen to twenty-one, uh, over two hundred yards, a touchdown, and only two sacks with no picks. So Fields would be the pivot, but uh, Montgomery would be the top uh, top one for me. Yeah, Fields is a great pivot. Uh, I forgot to mention that, but that's that's a great pivot for sure. I would also say, like, 
uh, Mooney or McLaurin, um, definitely candidates for a long touchdown here. So those would be options. But just on a say like this, I just think uh, Monty's got to be the, the top player. Yep. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, they're okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Um, so for dart throws for the bear side, um, you know, it is rough. But I think Vilas Jones <laughs> would be a fun dart throw because uh, he had his NFL debut last week. Didn't play much. Uh, only played three snaps. But uh, one of those plays was a nine-yard touchdown sort of run catch. They designed a pop pass play for him on the nine-yard line. Um, so that was good to see that they designed a play for him uh, near the goal line. So th- this week, I'm sure he's going to play more than three snaps. Um, could be a deep threat for field. So again, could break this slate with a single catch. So I, I like the idea of uh, taking a flyer on Vilas Jones here. And on the commander side, um, I mean, you had a great call last week with Yami Brown, uh, who he went off for two catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. But it was actually Cam Sims that mm-hmm. played the most in place of Jahan Dotson. Um, Sims only ended with one catch for seven yards, but he did drop like, or not drop. He caught a 20, 30 year old play that ended up getting overturned. But um, you know, he's the guy, he's the kind of guy that usually steps up uh, when the player like Dotson's out. So I, I like the idea of taking Sims. Uh, his roster ship should be pretty low here because he didn't do anything last week. So I think he's probably the best dart throw on the commander side. Yeah, it's it was interesting. Look, I, I would have sworn that Diami Brown would have played the most, but it was actually Cam Sims. Uh, but you know, Diami, it, it, like this week, I wouldn't use him either because everyone's going to kind of be chasing, and they actually priced yeah. him up to like a mid range. He's not even a dark, and he's on the injury report on top of that. Um, so yeah, not. Uh, I would go with Sims as well, and uh, also keep you know keep an eye out for the tight ends because if. Logan Thomas is out. You could have uh, Bates and, and Cole Turner uh, kind of getting some, getting all the routes at that position. And then for the Bears, yeah, I like the, the Vilas Jones call. Uh, I'll actually go Dante Pettis. He's cheaper than, than Jones, and he's been running the third most routes. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset kind of saw an uptick as well last week, but he had just like a miserable game. So yeah. I, I think Pettis at least – Pettis had a couple of drops too, but I think at least for one more week, Pettis still – retains that third wide receiver role and uh, he's been running between you know 60 60 to 75 percent uh, of the routes which you know for his price he's 1800 on DraftKings. uh you know all he needs is a catcher two touchdown something like that uh to to kind of break the slate so uh going with dante pettis because i think he'll probably be lower owned than sims Joe, like a lot of these guys actually yeah. he hasn't shown up in the box score for what it's worth but uh yeah gotta like the underlying usage for pettis so that's what i'll go with uh, and we, we do got a fullback. We, we do have a fullback Uh-oh. on the slate. Kari Blazen game. Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break? Oh, look at the fullback. Down the sideline. We're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. Any uh, any, any love for Kari Blasen game? None whatsoever. <laughs> Zip. Great blocker. Great blocker, though. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, pivot to the main slate, and let's start with uh, some stacks that we like for week number six. We got. Well, let's, let's not overthink this one. Uh, this is too much fun not to double stack, but let's go. Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. I know it's going to be chalky. I know, but we have to do it. Um, I think that 
if you do this, you have to get super contrarian with the rest of your team, which I'm pretty good at. So I have to go with that one. I can't let that one slide. But the other stack that I think might be overlooked this week is Aaron Rodgers and Romeo Dobbs um, against the Jets. It's not the easiest matchup. I think the Jets secondary is pretty underrated. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I do like the idea of buying low on this stack after a quiet week from Dobbs. He only got three balls uh, for 29 yards, no touchdown. Uh, But he's still developing. This is his rookie season. Um, and it's it's pretty clear he's going to be Rogers' number one target the rest of the season. So I want to get ahead of this. We have yet to see a true ceiling game um, from Dobbs. I know it's coming. It's coming soon. So I want to get it on it before, not after. Um, so this is a stack I'm going to be investing in until it goes off. So uh, this week, I think Rogers and Dobbs is probably my favorite stack. Would you think? Would you consider including like a third guy in that, like a, maybe a Randall Cobb or anyone like that? No. Or? Get out of here with that. No, really? no, this is, I think Cobb looks really good. I, I no, mean, Cobb, Cobb they, have, they have sauce Gardner and, uh, yeah. And, and Reed on the outside. So I'm thinking, you know, Cobb in the slot, he could, uh, he could, he could put up some numbers again. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And it looks like Watson, it looks like he retweaked his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, it surprised me if he's playing this week. So that does open up more snaps for, you know, like a player like Cobb. So yeah, Cobb has looked good. Uh, but I, I'm investing in like a Dobbs, <laughs> eight catches for 135 yards and two touchdowns type of game. Like that's okay. what I'm looking for. So Randall Cobb, you can't take part in that. It's, it's going to be a massive, massive Dobbs game. <laughs> and you know, it's coming too. You know, it's coming. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I hope it is, man. He should have had that two touchdown. He should have had that game against the Patriots, but then he yeah, got yep. touchdown. Yeah. At the very end there. Yeah, exactly. He just missed that, but no, I'm fine with Cobb as more of a dart throw later on, but yeah. uh, no, this stack has to be just all just Dobbs going off. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, I got three. I got three that I like a lot. Uh, first one is Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. So not only is this stat great for the matchup, they're going against Arizona. That's 26th in pass defense DVOA, but it's incredibly cheap. Like Geno Smith is 5,700 on DraftKings. DK Metcalf's 6,800. And Tyler Lockett is 5,600. On FanDuel, Geno is 7,400. Lockett 75 and Metcalf is 74. So like massively cheap stack, by the way, Geno Smith on the year, fantasy QB five, Tyler Lockett, fantasy wide receiver eight, DK Metcalf, wide receiver 13. So you're getting a top five quarterback, two top 15 receivers for like an average of about 6K on DraftKings and, and, and like, you know, 7K on FanDuel. Like you're not, this might be one of the best, like just value wise, one of the best yep. stacks of like opportunities of the year. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fairly chalky, but like you said, you could, you know, first of all, it's a three man stack. So it's a little easier to kind of, it probably won't be as popular as like Gino Metcalf or Gino Lockett. Individually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could just go contrarian uh, at other spots, but just love the value there. Uh, then another one, uh, this is going to be a little more off the radar, but Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, uh, another very cheap one. Pickett is just 5,200 on DraftKings. Deontay 5,700 and Pickett 4,600. So you're averaging about 5K uh, on DK and uh, around uh, around 6K for them on FanDuel. And remember, Pickett did throw for 327 yards in a bad game script last week, and now he plays the Bucs. So mm-hmm. it's another game script that, you know, I still think the Bucs are better than what they're putting on the field. I can't believe they didn't cover last week. Uh, that's just absolutely absurd that they let the Falcons back into that game, running the ball of all things. But um, Carlton Davis got hurt for the Bucks, top corner and uh, Sean Murphy bunting. So the secondary could be a little banged up. And I think it's only a matter of time before Pickett 
you know, gets a, gets a couple touchdowns in there, throwing the ball, you know, that Deontay and Pickens make about three to four just ridiculous catches each game. And like, so, like they'll get like one toe will be like a, a centimeter out of bounds and it won't count. But like, it's, believe me, it's, they're going to make plays for Pickett sooner than later. And I still think he has a rushing upside. I think he got 10 yards last week, but I still think he has a, I'm protecting him around 18. So uh, like the, the cost of the stack and, the, you know, just, it's going to be under the radar after they scored three points last week. And then the final one I'll mention, and you talked about this, player on our fantasy projections pod which is out right now on the action network podcast channel but cam Akers, let's let's give cam Akers a shot here the rams are double digit home favorites cam Akers, 87 percent of the backfield touches henderson did not get a touch last week uh, actually no Akers got all of the backfield touches it the wide receivers got some touches yeah. but backfield wise Akers got all of the touches uh so all 13 last week if there's ever a time for Akers to hit, it's going to be in this spot. He's only 5,300 on DraftKings and 61 on FanDuel. And I'm stacking him with the Rams defense special team. So uh, you got, you're paying up for the Rams, but getting a cheap running back. So the, the stack still averages around, you know, 5K. And uh, PJ Walker for his career, 6.3% interception rate. That's about over 2X the norm with the league average, closer to like 2.5X the, the league average, almost, actually almost 3X. The league average is around 2.1, 2.2, 2.3%. Uh, he's at 6.3 for his career. And then his sack rate is 9.2%. So that's also 1.5x higher uh, than the league average. So PJ Walker should be giving to the Rams defense. And if that's the case, I think you see Akers could potentially push for 20 carries in this one. And Carolina giving up the seventh most fantasy points per game to running backs. So the matchup uh, is pretty solid as well. And remember, they fired their defensive coordinator. So... You know, that, you know, the, on the short, in the short term, that might not be ideal. Phil Snow is actually doing a pretty decent job. It's just that he was Matt Rule's kind of crony. So he, uh, he got canned with him, but uh, like Akers Rams D this week. Yeah. I love all those stacks. And I think at this point in the season, um, I just Gino DK and Tyler double stack is like an auto play for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to keep mentioning that every week, but I agree with that. And yeah, I love the Steelers stack and, you know, Pat Firemuth, he's in the concussion protocol he might not play this week. So maybe this stack ends up being a little bit obvious, but either way, ton of upside there. I was disappointed to see Pickett not scramble as much. He only scrambled mm-hmm. once for 10 yards. I think it's because they're trying to get it out of his hand quick. He's just, you know, his time to throw is very fast, uh, but certainly he has some sneaky rushing upside too. But uh, either way, I love this stack because he is funneling a lot of these targets to Deontay and Pickens right now. Yeah, they're the two best receivers on the team. So, yep. Makes sense. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Um, so I have one for each position. So at QB, I think Daniel Jones, uh, I think he's the cheapest quarterback. It looked like his angle, angle injury wasn't too serious because he still managed to rush for 30-plus yards. Uh, he's just way too cheap this week. I think he does need um, either Wandale Robinson or Kadarius Tony to return ASAP because he needs some weapons. But we just have to remember that he's, he's playing with – just a skeleton crew right now. It's absolutely horrible. So I, I like him long-term. Hopefully he gets one of his guys back this week, but I think given the rushing upside, he shouldn't be, you know, men price. So I, I think he's a good dart throw this week. I think DJ Dallas is interesting at running back. Everyone will and should be all over Kenneth Walker this week. Uh, he's too cheap on every site. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's going to be an RB two or more uh, the rest of the way with Rashad Penny out for the season. But I can't tell you how many times in these spots, 
it's actually been the backup running back who actually is the nuts in GPP uh, the very first game in one of these situations. So I think DJ Dallas is just a sneaky GPP play um, since his roster ship will be way too low and he's nice leverage against Kenneth Walker. Again, I think you should have a ton of Kenneth Walker shares out there, but you know, DJ Dallas is a very uh, sneaky contrarian play this week. Um, and then Zay Jones, he's 4,200 again this week. Uh, against the Colts this reminds me of T Higgins being stuck on 5400 <laughs> last year it seemed like there was some um, glitch and whoever was setting the prices spreadsheet or something um, but Zay Jones should not be 4200 anymore um, he looked close to 100 uh, percent last week after missing week four he only went three uh, three catches for 12 yards but he did see eight targets uh, it's time to get back on the Zay Jones train against uh, the Colts this week um, again just taking advantage of this super cheap price tag this week. And then at tight end, I think Dawson Knox is an interesting pivot. Um, you know, I'm going to have a ton of Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis lamps. How could you not? But I think Knox is a good pivot just in case he ends up getting, you know, one to two touchdowns in this game could catch people off guard by having an Allen Knox stack this week uh, in what should be a high scoring game. So I think Knox is pretty sneaky at tight end this week. Yeah. He got that, you know, got the rest. Yeah. He should, he should be back. Yeah. I think, you know, they, they kind of felt good about where they were at against Pittsburgh and didn't want to rush anybody back. So they held out a bunch of guys. I think yeah. they'll, they'll be ready for this matchup, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, I like all those. Uh, I got a bunch as well. Uh, at, at running back, the guy, the obvious guy I'll mention is Eno Benjamin. Uh, mm-hmm. it, we don't know yet exactly if what's going on with Connor and, and Darrell Williams, but both of them are banged up. So Eno Benjamin led the backfield with 54% of snaps last week. And he's been looking pretty good. I mean, he had 11 touches last week. I think you could see an increase, you know, even if those guys are healthy because he just seems like the healthiest guy and the most explosive guy uh, in this backfield right now. And uh, it is a great matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, like, you know, Benjamin this week, but hopefully, hopefully like at one of those two guys suit up so that we can get, uh, you know, Benjamin's roster ship lowered, but Seattle's 26 in DVOA uh, against running backs in the passing game. And then, you know, they're not not a good run defense either uh, at 24th. And then at wide receiver, there's a whole bunch I like. Alec Pierce is still, uh, I think, too cheap at 4,300. He ran a season high, 75% of routes last week. His 20.2% uh, target per route rate is actually higher than Michael Pittman's at, at 19.9%. So if Pierce keeps seeing an increase in routes, <laughs> it's like he's going to kind of challenge Pittman for that number one target role in Indianapolis. So uh, like Pierce, Rondell Moore, uh, 93% routes run on the season, averaging five catches per game and uh, great matchup against Seattle. Tyquan Thornton is a dart throw. Looks like Nelson Aguilar got hurt last week. Tyquan Thornton ran 64% of the routes in his first game. Now, I don't know if that was just because of Aguilar's injury or not, but Devontae Parker got essentially after having a bunch of good games, he just barely played last week. So I, I, I don't know if they're like waiting to get Thornton involved and like now the rotation's going to change again, but outside of Jacoby Myers, it's been kind of a, a crapshoot. But the fact that Thornton ran so many routes in his first game tells me that like, th- I mean, he could be a full-time player uh, as yeah. soon as this week. So he's still min priced. Love him. Another an ugly one. If, if you like a kind of a pivot off, off Pierce, Harris Campbell's 3,400, but he ran a route on 98% of the dropbacks last week and 85% for the season. So just a cheap source of routes. Same thing with Shai Smith, 71% uh, 
uh, of routes last game, 75% on the season, new offense, um, new coach. So you never know things might, might switch around. Maybe he doesn't, but um, another cheap source of routes, Darius Slayton, 68% routes last game, 64 the game before, but he, he has over 1500 yards, nine touchdowns career with Daniel Jones. So he has the most chemistry with Jones. Uh, and he should be, he, he took over for David Sills. Like they're finally not just trotting David Sills out there for like 90% of the snaps. So uh, I like the chemistry him and Jones have. And then Randall Cobb mentioned him 4,400, 71% of the routes, uh, three red zone targets last week and two inside the 10 plus a six catch 99 yard day. And, and Rogers did say, I want to get Cobb more involved. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think Cobb is, especially in this game where the Jets have two great outside corners. Uh, I think Cobb could be a factor. And in a tight end, it's got to be Hayden Hurst. He's just 3,300, uh, and he ran a season-high 86% of the routes last game. And T. Higgins is banged up. So uh, Hurst probably will be chalky, but uh, 3,300, it's a pretty good price. Maybe you use him in cash games actually more so than a dark throw. Yeah, love the Hurst call. He He's the guy I have by far the most exposure, exposure to at best ball. There's a point I was getting him outside of the top 30 at tight end. So it's been good to see. I think, you know, all these two high looks the Bengals are seeing – that's really opening it up for Hertz uh, over the middle. So love him going forward. And I wanted to ask you, I didn't throw this guy out there in the dart throw, but since you mentioned Shy Smith, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to throw him out there. But Tutu Atwell, what do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see more routes. I think he only, what did he get, like, was it 18%? <laughs> yeah, he but he had played. that deep target, right? And he caught a 54-yarder. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I tweeted th- this morning, you know, when yeah. Van Jefferson comes back, who's getting benched, Skaronic or Robinson? I think it's probably Robinson gets benched. Um, yeah. Like, is it possible? I mean, Robinson's done absolutely nothing. And he did see his routes dialed back to 86% a season low last week, where that's the same as Skaronic. And then Atwell was a season high 16%. So it seems like Atwell got like a route or two that A-Rob would usually get. I mean, do you think we could see this? I- Continuing? I think that's yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, and that's that's gonna be interesting to see. I, I don't know what the answer is yet, but I think Atwell is his own entity. He's more of that DJAX role we saw when he was on the Rams last year. They've been lacking a vertical element. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're gonna send him out there, you know, a few times a game running a go route. So I just think that he probably doesn't need to see that many snaps to be a GPP play. I'm talking like Millie maker kind of play yeah. uh, for Atwell right now, but yeah, going forward more long-term, like the wide receiver two or three position. Um, yeah. I wonder if uh, Skronik is sort of the number three Van Jefferson will be the number two. Yeah. So like, I mean, for sure. you, yeah. So Skronik yeah, so has Rue a chance to play over a Rob. He's he outproduced him on, on fewer routes. So, Absolutely. No, I agree with you. That's yeah. going to be interesting to see if not like more of a committee. Um, but yeah, I think Van Jefferson is clearly going to be the number two. And then it, there it's kind of a battle between Robinson and Skronik. So it was, but again, Atwell doing his 20% yeah, routes I, run. Thing, I could like, do it. I, I could get behind that. Yeah. yeah. I think Van Jefferson, if he's available is an interesting ad in leagues, yeah. right? Like yeah, he, he could be a wide receiver three or better going forward. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I mean, the Rams offense has been so bad that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, this week we see the inactives and A-Rod is an inactive and, and, and McCutch- oh, wow. McCutcheon is active and, and they just go McCutcheon Atwell. Like, I, I, wow, I, like, I mean, like, because, like, it's this is bad. Like, we have never seen a Sean McVay offense this bad. And, like, Aaron Robinson is contributing nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Whether it's his fault, whether it's Stafford's fault, the bottom line is it's just not working. Like, it's just not working. Yeah. So like I would, and he doesn't play special teams. So 
uh yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see like scratch and from a cutchin or something like that and then yeah him and him and atwell split it so yeah it's, it's a it's definitely a i would watch the inactive list for rams uh Panther. that's a bold call but yeah that nothing would surprise me right now and uh we're about a month away from odell beckham possibly yeah be signing at the rams so they they have some options down the road but right now yeah it is not working out with a rob i, hate I mean to say it. if if odell beckham got signed to the rams you have you would have cup odell van jefferson a rob does not play special teams you have skoronic skoronic a-Rob would have to, almost have to be a healthy scratch. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, just, it's, uh, just in case yeah. somebody misses time, that's kind of where his yeah. role would be. Yeah. Not good. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's uh, let's build some lineups. All right, you want to start us off? Um, yeah, we're on DK. Oh, my yep. God. Okay, <laughs> let me just do it. Ramondre Stevenson. Yes. At 6K. Oh, so cheap. Too cheap. Uh, he'll be chalky, I think. I think people, everybody will have him inside their top five by the end of the week. All right, let's go. I'm going Gino, man, 5,700. Too cheap. There we go. All right. Um, so since it's DK, does that mean DK? No, he's more of a FanDuel play. Um, nice. Let's see. Or both. Why not both, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. DK is actually cheaper oh, than top, Lockett. Top, Lockett's yeah. only 56, though, on this Yeah, one. I'm going to go with Lockett. And you can decide if we okay. double stack. But, yeah, Lockett is way too cheap on DK. Pretty chalky team so far, not going to lie. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, – okay, let's – we can – I don't think people are going to be too high on Kittle. So I, I'm, I have him as oh. tight end three this week. So let's go with Kittle because there are some cheaper nice. options. So let's pay up a little. Still pretty cheap, but 5,100. You're trying to prevent me uh, screwing it up with Isaiah Likely. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, um, man. I wish. No, I, like, when is this going to happen? It's got to happen sooner. Oh, later. man. I regret not taking the over. Uh, Kittle's reception prop was three and a half. The over oh, is like oh, plus wow. 110. And I backed off because I thought, he was going to have to stay in chip block with yeah. uh, Williams out and the backup left tackle, but he's yeah, not, that, yeah, he's, that was easy. Playing the normal the over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, Oh, I will go with the defense. Let's see what we got. Colts are decent at their price. Patriots. Interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting one, huh? 
I mean, because we got um, Ramondre and they're playing. Big. Yeah. The only thing is they don't, they run so much that they don't really give you a chance. Like, know, they, sacks and stuff. Um, but I like it. I like, I like just pairing him, pairing the defense with Ramondre. Okay. I like that. Too. Yeah. 2,900. Uh, so we got 6175 for running back two wideouts and a flex. Uh, all right. Let's see who we want our second running back to be. I mean, Saquon Barkley options. is the fourth highest guy and oh. he's my rb1 let's see what let's see how much we would still have 5600 draft both of our rb1s yeah so why not yeah let's do that yeah because we still have 5600 <laughs> for the for the last three so let's go saquon uh 7700 nice okay so have a decent uh 5600 per player left that's mm-hmm. solid uh let's go with a cheaper let's see if we can find a contrarian oh well let's just go with zay jones at 4200 all right it's zay jones week again let's just stick him in there and now yeah 6400 the rest of the way not yes, bad not bad at all oh god rondell moore's 4200 as well jeez oh yeah i think we might have to <laughs> yeah let's do it because we got the seahawks stack anyway so oh we, god oh wait no if we do that though we're gonna have 86 left over that actually that's, i mean yeah it's fine, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah let's go rondell. let's work backwards here so rondell 4,200. Yeah, so you'd have – you get to pick between Stephon Diggs, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. Or go Gabe Davis and leave 2K on the (laughs) table. Right. Okay, so, um, ooh, McCaffrey. Yeah. Let's go with McCaffrey. Love it. So, we got – Against zone-heavy defense. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we got – oh, my – I think we got the top three running backs in our rankings. Uh, Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a uh, Gino at quarterback for 5,700 against the Cardinals. Our running backs are Barkley 7,700 against the Ravens, Stevenson 6K against the Browns, and then McCaffrey in the flex 8,300 at the Rams. Our receivers are Tyler Lockett 5,600, uh, Zay Jones 4,200, and Rondell Moore 4,200. Tight end George Kittle at 5,100, and we got the Patriots D at 2,900 stacked with Ramondre. So yeah, love it. Guess how many receptions McCaffrey had the last time PJ Walker started for the Panthers? Ten. Ten. Yeah, I Ten. Figured, yeah, I figured. Yeah, PJ Walker. I mean, he, he's the XFL star, but Let, he would have been the MVP that year if it didn't get uh, stopped short. COVID absolutely yeah. would have been MVP. All right, let's jump over to Fanduel. All right, I'll start us off on Fanduel. Let's go with Raheem Mostert. It's there we go. Love. The perfect FanDuel play. Perfect. Yep. Love me some Raheem Hoster. Although he is getting some uh, passing yeah. work. Yeah. He just hasn't translated it, yet. He's but getting all the work. <laughs> it, it'll happen at some point. But yeah, the perfect FanDuel play right there. Um, Let's go with Kenny Pickett. Ooh, okay. He is dirt cheap on FanDuel. Wow. Yeah. 6,500. He really sticks out there. All right. Then I'll go George Pickens. He's definitely a FanDuel type receiver. Still only 5,800. Yep. That, that should be going up. Uh, so yeah, we got Pickett, Pickens, and Raheem Mostert. So yeah, far. so we still got we're gonna have a good amount of salary. This is the perfect FanDuel team so far. Not gonna lie. Let's see if we can keep it going. Uh, let's go with Romeo Dobbs at fifty five hundred. Ooh, how? Yeah, wow. That we will have to spend cash at some point, but not now. Okay, right. now I, I'll go with the uh, I'll go with the defense just so we know exactly yeah. how much. <laughs> let's go with the. Do I want to go Colts or Rams? Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's go with the let's go with the Rams at 4400. Rams, okay. Perfect. So we got 78 
hundred to spend on a running back, wide receiver, tight end play. Jesus. Okay, so um, we're gonna have to spend up. Oh man, Ramondre is almost too cheap. Um, let's go with Justin Jefferson or wait, Jefferson or Diggs. Diggs. Why right. not both? But yeah. Or do we? I mean, do we? Well, we got to spend up. So it's. I mean, you could we can go Cooper Cup for all we like. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, but we have the the Rams D. I don't know if the I don't true. know if the Rams are gonna have to throw much to put it. I mean, I like Jefferson at Miami. I like Diggs at KC. Maybe we go with Gabe Davis instead, but just have to spend up on one of those guys. <laughs> um, let's let's go with uh, Jefferson. Um, okay, so now we got 7,300 for running back tight end flex. Let's go, Gabe Davis. 6,900. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we got Pickens, Dobbs. I mean, uh, D- Jefferson, uh, Davis in a flex at 6,900. So we got running back and yeah. tight end, and you got 7,600. So you could go any tight end in almost any running back. Any tight end. Okay, so we have, oh, we have Kelsey. Yeah, let's, let's just go with Kelsey. All right, 6,900. Left for a running back. Do, do you think ETN is too fan uh, draft? Like, do you think he's... Oh, yeah. Um, I could go Walker. We could go Walker with... Uh, yeah. Walker is... Yeah, Walker, Walker right? is obviously much better for FanDuel. We probably have our chalkiest team yet. Yeah. But I don't know. Having picked... Well... Yeah, picking and pickings, that's not going to be... I don't think that's going to be that chalky. It should, it not, should not on this be chalkier. But yeah, I, I do like this team overall, but... Yeah, uh, yeah Walker's gonna be chalky. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, at the end of the day, points are points. I think Pickett Pickens uh Mostert is not gonna yeah. be yeah, that's that's enough. Uh, yeah. and maybe and maybe who knows, maybe people will shy away from uh Kelsey because the Bills, I think they are number one. <laughs> I don't think ends, people right? are gonna shy away from Kelsey. Let's Hopefully see. they do. Well, let, what's yeah, Bill's number on? one in DVOA. Taysom Hill's 7,800. That's that's <laughs> that's that's a lot. Oh man, yeah, that's that's too much. Okay, never mind. I, I thought people might be loading up on hill here but no not that price um yeah either way this is a good team with a very high ceiling so um the the roster ship might be higher than we would like but overall solid team especially for handle we could we could go with like a different defense i'm trying to nah there's no nah i think we because like nah we'll we'll keep it i like this yeah no it's it's good all right so we got picket 6500 against tampa bay uh, Raheem Mostert at 6,500 against Minnesota. Kenneth Walker at 6,500 against Arizona. Then we got Justin Jefferson at 9,200 at Miami. We have Romeo Dobbs, 5,500 against the Jets. Gabe Davis in the flex at 6,900. And then our, our third receiver is George Pickens, who stacked with Pickett. Pickens is 5,800. Our tight end is Kelsey at 8,300. And our defense is the Rams at 4,400. So, I yeah. like it. Very solid team. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a cash-worthy team if you take yeah. it, pick it, pick it, and uh, Pickens. Yeah, the stack is probably the only thing I would change. But, yeah, all these guys are, like, way too cheap and perfect for FanDuel. Yep. All right. That is going to do it for our week number six fantasy preview episode here on the Fantasy Flex. Again, if you want to hear more, uh, fantasy DFS content, be sure to check out our player projections episode, which is out right now on the Action Network podcast channel. And every Friday, you're going to have our night shift episode where Sean and I break down the Sunday and Monday night football DFS slates. 
Check out actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content, as well as fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Find us on Twitter. Sean is at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. Uh, and you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. <laughs>